Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. We didn't even actually talk about Lucius's cane yet. Or his gloves. He's got these like black leather gloves. Like why? It's like August. It's probably hot. He's probably so hot. <laughs> Just for aesthetics. Wizards wear like a lot of layers. They do. It's summer. How I don't know if it's cold in England in the summer, but I I, don't, oh. I can't imagine it's that cold. All of their clothes are enchanted that that their temperature's regulated. Oh. Perfect. There you go. Hey, hey. Neil and George already said we have the perfect out. It's magic. magic. <laughs> so like we we don't have to think too hard about it. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. I'm Gary. I'm Victoria. And we're here to talk about minute number 19. Minute 19 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, minute 19 starts with a grumpy Borgen. And it ends with uh, with Lucius saving Harry. Sort of. Sort of? Inadvertently. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. So, uh, yesterday Lucius mentioned the Muggle Protection Act. There's talk of a new Muggle Protection Act. <laughs> and Borgen's response at the very beginning of this minute is, pure wizarding blood is counting for less everywhere. Er. I don't, he says it really quickly. I don't think that's word for word the way he says it, but that's essentially what he's saying is like, pure blood wizards are worth less lately. Yeah. Or people care less about pure blood wizards. And, and Lucius goes, not to me. All sinister and... Mm-hmm menacing i want to say because this this and then like a little bit of tomorrow still this extended sequence that got cut i think there's only 13 minutes of extended stuff and we got two of them earlier and another like four here so i don't think we have that many more extended sequences to go in this movie after this but borgen is going through the stuff that is in this box that lucius has put on the counter and he mentions, like, Lucius tells him, uh, these are things that would be embarrassing if the ministry were to come calling. Yeah. Poisons and the like, he says. <laughs> okay. Poisons. Poisons. 
poisons for muggles. A poison is something that's going to, like, cause you sickness. Right. All right. In, a, in the wizarding world, like, a poison would probably have, like, a magical... I mean, clearly would have a magical effect. But the draught of living death is a potion, not a poison. True. Do we ever hear the word poison used ever? Other than right now in Harry Potter? Is anything poisonous? You brew potions to do pretty much yeah a poison comes what uh, a poison would do a poison comes from like an organic yeah like a like a poison dart frog or like i mean cyanide poison is something that like something that like skin contact or like if you drink like venom has to be injected so snakes aren't poisonous but like other creatures can be poisonous okay yeah, I don't know. Poison. Poison just seems like a weird word. I didn't even think about it till right now. <laughs> I think it's because it's more threatening than potion. If you said potions in the light, you'd be like, oh, like potions. Like, they're also. Potions can be good or bad. Yeah. A potion is a tool. A poison is, like, meant to inflict harm. Mm hmm. I can't think of another example of a. I can't think of a single example of a poison in Harry Potter. No. It's all potions. Yeah. Even if it's something that's going to, like, cause you harm, it still has to be a mixture of things. Yeah. It's a brewed. Potion. It's brewed. Whereas a poison is just, like, one substance. Mm-hmm. Weird. So he's got poisons. So, but, Borgen, Borgen sees something in this box that he's, like, really impressed with. And uh, he pulls this thing out of this box with sort of admiration, like, oh, like... This is a rare thing or something like that. And Lucius says, that's not for sale. Lucius, why is it in the box then? Right. And I'm like, uh, you should have went through your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just be like, you, you just throw everything through. into the box and, and did, maybe did, did, did his wife put everything in this box and was like, go sell this, 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 this crap at, at Borgen and Berg's. I mean. And he's like a, like a yard sale. He's like, mom, oh, I didn't want to sell moms this. Moms do that. Yeah. I've I have many a time seen my stuff get scooped up, and like, yep, this is in gonna go bin. in a yard sale. I'm yeah. like, hey, like, no, this is no, this isn't for this sale. This is mine. It's like you don't use it, that kind of thing. So I don't know. That has a possibility. That's not for sale. And he says, it has unique qualities, which is like I- really creepy. <laughs> His eyes get super huge. Borgen is like so entranced. How does he know what this is? We don't even see what it is. No. We can extrapolate that this is the diary, right? I mean, making the assumption... If it's the diary, I hate this. <laughs> because nobody should know what this is. That's true. He shouldn't recognize it for what it is. He shouldn't be able to say, oh, it has unique qualities. Like, there's, it's a one-of-a-kind freaking item. Yeah. And then he tells Drake, he tells Lucius... You wouldn't want it falling into the wrong hands. And I'm like, your hands are the wrong hands, Borgen. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, if I, there was ever a definition of, of the, the wrong, wrong hands. hands. <laughs> oh, I really, I just, I, the way he goes, unique qualities. It, it's so. <laughs> With his eyes. Weird. Uh, it's so uh, weird. <laughs> I'm glad this got cut. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. Um. So Borgen, Borgen gives like a stack of galleons. It's like four or five galleons that are on the, on the counter for the contents of this box. And Lucius just like 
reaches into this guy's register and pulls out like another stack, like a similar size, like another five galleons yeah. or something. And he says, you can keep the box. And Borgen just like, <laughs> like, I can't say no to you. Right. Like, you're uh, you're okay. freaking Lucius Malfoy. Um, you're just going to rob me blind, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. He just, it's just, that's not, that's not how this works. It's like, you have money. Why are you stealing money from this guy who, yeah. who obviously does not have that much Clearly money? Clearly his shop is not doing well. Did you <laughs> see how filthy it is? <laughs> they don't have a lot of foot traffic. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Lucius is not a nice guy. No. And, uh, and while this is happening, Draco is touching something. Uh, yes. <laughs> he, uh, he's found the sarcophagus and has decided he's very interested in it. He's, uh, he's kind of poking at it and he, he reaches forward. Oh, well, we don't see this happen, but like, we do see that the front of the sarcophagus like opens a little bit like it, like he's going to pull it open. Yeah. And, uh, and Lucius swats out with his cane and holds it shut. It's a pretty nice cane though. Oh, it's such a sweet cane. It is a pretty sweet cane. We haven't really gotten to like admire it. We haven't gotten a good enough shot to like really, to really look see at that it. top. But yeah, to see the snake on the yeah, on the end of nice. it, it's so nice. It's so sleek because it's that it's black. Yeah, it's very it's it, yes exactly. It's just one solid, very sleek, black, smooth cane with it with this snake on the top. Yeah, very it's a status symbol. Silver. He doesn't need a cane. No, like, yeah, okay, like, he's, he needs trouble, he has trouble walking. No, no. No, he's fine. It's, uh, it's definitely for status. Yeah. It's very nice, though. And mm-hmm. he, these, you're pointing out his gloves. Oh, yeah, he's also got these black gloves. Okay, we were talking about this a little, oh, well. He doesn't want to touch this filthy store. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I can accept that. He thinks so highly he of himself. Th- I would think want you'd to want to get touch his hands anything. dirty. Exactly. Literally. Literally. Interesting. That works on uh, on a couple levels for me, like metaphorically and literally. Like especially giving him the box, that means there's no fingerprints on this box. Yeah. Other than now his. Yeah. Borgens. It all this stuff is Borgens. <laughs> it's it's pretty brilliant actually. If you think about it that way and it's just like oh yeah Lucius, now if you now Lucius, if you now if you get caught with this stuff they're not gonna like no, bring it there's back no to me connection to me nope. yeah yeah nothing yeah i don't think he's gonna write him up a receipt no no that's not how this happens no and and no it's not because like at the very very so while lucius is paying attention to draco i'm gonna talk about this now because it's like the very end of this minute and then just like the second at the beginning of the next one uh, while Lucius's back is turned, Borgen reaches and takes a couple galleons back from that stack. Yeah. It's, it's, it, that's a really nice moment <laughs> because it's like, oh, like, this is what you guys do. Like, you're both hustling each other. Yeah. I, it's something a little satisfying. I, I, I like that Borgen gets a little bit of come up and like he's all like, Lucius. well, if you're going to take like this much out of my register, you're I'm not going to take that much out of my register. Full of yeah. I'll take some of it back. Here. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's really a red, it's, it's like a, it's like a cash box on the counter. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely looks like a cash box. Yeah. It's not on register. Yeah. You don't hear Ding. that, that ching, ching, you know, with the drawer. Do you think there are cash yeah. registers in Muggle? They'd be those old fashioned in, ones. In Wizard Society? They'd be those old fashioned ones. Exactly. Like, the, the, I, I made a hand gesture that no one can see, but like those old receipts that you got to like chunk like the big receipt thing. 
with the little thing that pops up that says sale or, yeah. you know, that kind of yep. thing. And the buttons kind of stick up like a typewriter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like exactly. Um, one of those very old cat registers used to be around my house, and I remember playing with it as a child. Interesting. The only old tech I remember playing with was uh, my grandparents in their basement had an old rotary phone. Like one of those, like you pick it up and then you have the separate piece that you put to your ear. Like oh, one wow. Of old, old phones. Wow. Yeah. Like not a rotary phone. Where like it had like, a rotary dial on but it, but it wasn't it's, like. It's like those two piece. Yes. Like you yes, need to hold one in your mouth and one to hold your ear type thing. That's yes. Yes. Really old. Wow. Because uh, I know that rotary, like I know that like just basic corded phones had like rotary style phones for yeah. a while at the end. But, but no, it was like one of those really old like two-piece i am rotary phones like the ones that are just like you know the little with the little round thing yeah the dial's really fun the there's something playful around. i mean you if there's something playful about it as a kid you know like, <laughs> like yeah, rolling right? your finger across <laughs> to dial the number it's so in, like how why why was this okay and not buttons i don't know uh i remember those they were very heavy you know i i bet you because it's mechanical and not electric right right because a button, like, you press a button and it sets off a connector switch that, like, sends an electrical signal that, like, corresponds to that button or whatever. But with the rotary... I think I think it's actually, like, you're, you're turning this dial and you've got, like, gears that are turning and, like, it's a whole... It's like a whole thing. It's a whole other kind of process. I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't... Really, I'm, I'm making this up. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me how rotary phones work. Join us in Harry Potter Minute and Listener's Army. I know, like, uh, something something Arthur Arthur would want to know. Yes. I think that would be a really an interesting segment, is having, like, an Arthur segment in which we're going to take, like, like, muggle things that we just, we don't know how it works. Uh-huh. Like, and just talk about it. Talk about it. Like like Arthur Weasley would? Like Arthur Weasley would. Like, okay, like, how does this rotary... How does this Explain work? how this rotary phone works to what someone exactly who is the function of a telephone? Of a rotary phone. Uh, actually, I was... So I'm listening. I really like... Um, I'm going to shout out another Harry Potter podcast here. Because there's a lot of book ones, but uh, there's one that I'm listening to right now that I particularly like called Dear Mr. Potter that, that does the Harry Potter, like, literary analysis style. Like, uh-huh. kind of really in-depth stuff. And we're talking about how... Arthur seems to be fascinated with Muggle tech and he tells Harry it's fascinating what Muggles have come up with to get over their lack of magic, basically. Yeah. And what that suggests is that that wizard culture predates Muggle culture. Like, wizards got along fine and probably, like, prospered earlier in history and then muggles had to like create inventions to do the things that wizards were using magic to do yeah once the separation um of the societies happened once the like what's that act why am i spacing on what it's called right now Hmm? not the muggle protection act but the like the statute of secrecy after the statute of secrecy happened muggles had to like find a way to do these things that they could just like let someone with magic help them do before Mm-hmm. So they invent cars and airplanes and telephones, uh, a postal service instead of owl post. And so it's not that the wizarding culture has um, 
removed itself from modernity, like they're rejecting Muggle tech. It's that they are the last holdout of an older world that is dying out as Muggle culture is expanding. Right. The, the, the separation of Muggle and wizard um, society is maybe to the detriment of wizard society. Hmm. So yeah, that's I'm I'm stealing that all from from the guy that runs Dear Mr. Powder. His name is Alistair Stevens, and and his show is fantastic. So I recommend anyone who wants to listen to that to go check that out. They're on a website called Story Wonk. Uh, I found Story out that Wonk is like a is like a, a another term for someone who has like an obsession of something. Usually like a um I don't know if it has to do with like literature in perspective in particular or. Or what, but yeah, Story Wonk is their website. And they they've they've also they're also covering like Diana Gambledon's Outlander series and they're covering Lord of the Rings over there and they've got a Star Wars show over there and so there's like a lot of cool stuff, but in particular Dear Mr. Potter is worth listening to. I feel good about Borgen and Burks. Shall I move on to tomorrow? <laughs> Just move on till tomorrow. I like that perspective of from Harry's, though, like seeing through the eye holes, you're looking at Malfoy. Yes. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about it more particularly tomorrow. We do see it for a moment here as, as Draco shows up because he's looking through the eye holes of this thing. Do you think he sees Harry's eyes? Is that why he goes to, like, open it? Like, like maybe is there something a, in here? What's in here? A mummy's in is there. Is it a mummy? I mean, there's it's all full of skulls and bodies anyway. Why not? Like, yeah. Probably a mummy <laughs> in there. Leave it alone. If you open it, you'll be cursed. Yeah. Emotep shall return. It'll it'll make him buy surf and turf. <laughs> what? That's that's a very <laughs> random, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force reference. Oh. See, I made I just made a straight up mummy joke. Nope, I am like couldn't be. I'm I'm the most obscure. I'm always obscure. Someone appreciated that. No, right? There's they they, they resurrect a mummy. And the mummy just kept saying, surf, turf. <laughs> and they're like, what? We, we can't afford that. And they, <laughs> and they have to buy him, like, a, a plate, like, surf and turf with lobster and, <laughs> and, and steak. And he doesn't like it. And he goes, like, whatever. And they're like, what? That was really good. And they go pick it up. And he doesn't want to eat it. And basically like, demanding surf and turf, otherwise he'll be cursed. Like, <laughs> curse. Even curse. says like that, Curse. Like, like, hey, like I will curse you. That's funny. But no, surf and turf. So, surf. so uh, apparently that's what I learned from Aqua Teen is if you, if you, if you piss Some off a mummy, surf and turf, it's gonna want surf and turf. And I don't know if you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Mischief managed. Oh, God. <laughs> uh.